1: I have recorded this intro like four times because I'm so tired. I've been (laughs) seeing patients all day, but I'm just going to do it and I'm not going to stop this time. So this is the best it's going to be. If you're new to this show, I'm Dr. Lowe. Thanks for joining me. I'm a naturopathic doctor with a focus in hormones and fertility and gut health. And um, yeah, thanks for being my listener. If you are a a normal, normal, if you're a regular, (laughs) oh my God, (laughs) welcome back. I'm really excited about this episode. This is, um, I think going to be really helpful for a lot of us just to give some encouragement for everything that we're going through right now with this whole quarantine season. So I hope you get a lot out of it. I am really excited because my baby is turning one on Monday. It's kind of mixed emotions actually, because when you have a baby, you want them to stay tiny forever, but there's also things that are really exciting about them growing up. So it's all the gumbo of emotions happening, but, um, you can follow me over on Instagram, Dr. Low, Dr. underscore Low, and you can see, um, you know, just how cute and chunky he is. His hair is crazy. Is his big old afro <laughs> happening with curly hair? I clearly got the curly hair from his dad, because mine's like bone straight. Um, but we are going to be doing a smash cake. I'm going to be making his cake from scratch. I haven't brought in any sugar into his diet, so I'm going to whip it up in the kitchen and get all domestic. So, um, that'll be pretty fun, but that's, what's happening in my world. And, um, it's been an adventure with my practice. We've been in the process of moving to a new location, but it turns out that location, uh, has mold. So we're trying to figure out what we're going to do. It's a lot of unknowns, right? And I think we can all relate to the, to that in one way or the other with unknowns happening all around us. But if you really think about it, it's always unknown. Even when we think we know what's happening in life, we think we know what's happening tomorrow. As my mom always says, we make plans and God laughs because really none of it is in our hands. So I just see this time as an opportunity to surrender to the fact that we don't know what tomorrow brings and to just be present and be grateful and enjoy our time on this planet and enjoy people around us. You know, it's, it's really an opportunity to be as grateful as we can be. Um, now, I never thought I'd be able to have a kid. I remember back in the day I had actually written in my journal how much I wanted to have a child and I wrote that I felt like because I wanted it so badly that it would never happen. Like I just felt like okay, this just must, must not be for me because I had a history of PCOS, hypothyroidism, um, you know, irregular periods. I just felt like it wasn't in the cards for me. So I was so grateful when it happened, but what's funny is it actually happened as I was making my fertility course Golden Eggs. So funny too, because my um, nutritionist at, at my clinic at Shine, um, Elizabeth Mercero, she and I teamed up on making this course together and she was also trying and we both got pregnant while making the course. So obviously it works. We are just practicing what we were teaching our students, but I wanted to let you guys know that I am going to be accepting students. I'm doing a big discount on the tuition. So $300 off the course until the end of May. So if you have been wanting the opportunity to become a student, this is definitely the best time to do it, especially when you have time at home to invest in your education and learn about fertility. So it's golden fertility.com. You can check out, learn more about the course for the discount. The checkout code is 300 off And a little bit about the course. It's six modules. You can do them all at the same time if you want. You can do them, you know, once a week, however you want to space it out. And I go into educating you how your hormones work because I think when you know how they work, you're able to balance them out better. You know, a lot of, a lot of us are in the dark about what our hormones actually do and how they operate. I also teach you about nutrition, optimal nutrition for fertility. I go into lifestyle practices to really help to balance out your hormones and help with, um, you know, ovulation. So I go into the proper sleep, proper exercise, stress management. I go into how to safely and effectively detox because that's very important for egg quality. I also talk about some of the ways that the strategies that I use in my practice to treat infertility. So what I do to treat PCOS, hypothyroidism, endometriosis, And then I give you um, tips on freezing eggs if you decide to do that route, or if you are getting IVF supportive therapies that can help increase the outcomes of that. So it's really good if you are currently trying. It's also really good if you want to have a baby at some point in the future, but you just want to do what you can now to increase and prolong your fertility. Um, I think any woman in her 30s and also 40s, this is a really good course to do. It's also great if you've already had a baby, but you want to prepare your body for another baby. So again, goldeneggsfertility.com, 300 off is the code at checkout. And that is until the end of May. So yay. I hope you join me and that you get to be my student. So on to the topic of the show, this is all about coronavirus support. So a, a great free resource for you that my guest has graciously given to, um, anyone who wants to visit it's coronavirus support series.com. And I am so impressed with what they put together for this. So it's basically a collection of, um, lectures that you can listen to, you know, whenever you want, it's not, you don't have to enter your email or anything. So it's very low commitment, no commitment. Um, so from things, you know, like financial advice, there's real estate advice, there's, you know, uh, tips for stopping emotional eating, there's ways to build your immune system. I mean, anything really that you want to learn about, there are topics that you could um, take advantage of during this season. So check them out. And uh, with all that said, let's jump into the show and chat with my guest. Hello, everybody. We have a topic on the show that is very relevant to all of us today with our current situation, current opportunity, depending on how you look at it. So we have a special guest, Dr. Eric Zielinski, joining me. He's a, the author of the best-selling book, The Healing Power of Essential Oils and also The Essential Oils Diet, released last year and has pioneered natural living and health education for 17 years now. He's trained as an aromatherapist, a health researcher, and a chiropractor. And he and his wife started naturallivingfamily.com in 2014 to help people learn how to safely and effectively use natural remedies such as essential oils. The site has rapidly become the number one online source for biblical health and non-branded essential oil education. With more than 4 million natural health seekers every year. So pretty impressive. Doc, welcome to the show.
0: Well, thank you. I am honored and privileged. I'm beyond excited to be talking about this topic today and um, our hearts and our prayers and our thoughts go to everyone listening right now during this the, this unbelievable situation that we're all in. Yes,
1: absolutely. Um, this is the first show I've done on this topic. So I'm, I'm really excited to touch on it and give people some hope and some empowering information that's going to really fuel them in what they're currently going through and what their future is going to look like. But before we jump into it, I'd love to hear a little bit about your personal story. What has you do what you do and has you passionate about topic of health, essential oils and in this topic?
0: You know, I, I wasn't a very healthy kid and I, I always say this, always reluctant, like how do I say this the right way? I haven't come across the best way of saying it though. Because I am I understand there are children that are really struggling with lupus, leukemia. I wasn't at the Ronald McDonald house, but I, I was just unwell. And for those people that resonate, they understand what I mean. You know, you're just sick a lot. Yeah. And aches and pains and gut issues and, you know, unhealthy looking skin and, you know, social phobias, all this stuff that was just kind of like low grade and chronic and, never necessitated the fact that I would maybe go to the doctor. And back then, they wouldn't put kids on antidepressants. Today, if I were a young kid, I'd be on antidepressants. I'd be on all kinds of different drugs. I'm sure of it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that, that was bad enough. But there's a, something that was always in me that really drove me to spearhead this, this virtual first responder movement that we're going to talk about today is that I always had this heart of passion. And I remember being a kid, I remember being a kid thinking like five, six years old, you know, I'm destined to do great things. I just remember that, you know, and I, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of kids resonate with that. When you talk to a child and we have four, we have baby Z number five on the way, you know, when you talk to a child, most of the time, you know, you ask them like, what do you want to be when you grow up? It's usually something pretty cool to them. It's relative, you know, a baker, a cop, astronaut, president, whatever, but they just think it's the coolest thing in the world. You know, that's where I was. But, you know, through a series of just beat down after beat down or abuse or trauma, you know, micro traumatic experiences, I started like not believing in myself to a point where I actually remember saying I could never be a doctor. I'm not smart enough. Wow. And, you know, it wasn't until I met Christ. I had had like this, I was blind, now I see moment Mm. because up until that point, I was empty You know, having this purpose driven passion, but not being able to fulfill it in any way, brought me to a state of depression. I started to self medicate with narcotics. Mm -hmm. I was an alcoholic, really dove deep into just alcohol, you know, whatever, you know, smoking cigarettes, cocaine, drugs, pain medication, everything just to kind of numb it. And it really developed into suicide ideation. So I hit my proverbial rock bottom. And then, boom, I saw the light. I had purpose. I had vision. I felt love, really love, unconditional love for the first time. And it was very much a not religious experience. It wasn't even at a church that I had my quote epiphany. It was at someone's home. It was very real, organic. But the thing about it is why why am I talking about my faith? Well, because my mentor, even still today, 77 years old, he could still run circles around me. Eh, Maybe almost. He's getting a little old now. But he was the healthiest and still is. One of the healthiest, happiest people that I know. He says, Eric, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. You got to stop doing this stuff. Got to stop smoking and doing the drugs and eating bad food. Take care of yourself. And it was that moment that it was like this this accountability that it is a spiritual act of worship to take care of myself. Mm. And it's been 17 years since I've had fast food, soda pops, since I've eaten like sugary processed junk foods. And my world just shifted. One by one by one, the gut issues, the chronic pain, the backache. I'll never forget when a neurosurgeon looked at an MRI because I had all this chronic pain when I was a late teen, early 20s. He said, what did you do to yourself? You have like a spine of a 50-year-old. And so one by one by one, I essentially healed myself through food, nutrition, and and just exercise. And so it was a wonderful journey. It was really a wonderful journey that – when I met my wife, she had her own struggles that she was dealing with, an eating disorder, and she had her own um, food sensitivities. And through, to, you know, together, we worked through everything. And we just became a source of hope for folks that we live nearby, our local church. like We used to coach and help people for free. And so when the opportunity came for me to quit my cushy corporate job and chase after a dream of opening up a health center and become a chiropractor, we took it. And so we moved down to Georgia from Michigan, and I studied chiropractic, and I fell in love with research. And that's where the gifts and that's where all the kind of fun creativity that was always within me, but I never had a true outlet started to flow. And that's really what brought me today to where we are as a writer, a speaker, specializing in natural therapies, essential oils. That's a whole none other story altogether, but that's always kind of been there too. So anyway, it's been a wonderful journey to be able to help so many folks over the years, you know, solve their own health problems.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's a spiritual act of worship to take care of myself. That was like chills.
0: Accountability. You know, one thing, one thing that got me, and it still does, is every time I say this, every time I share this story, it puts me more accountable to more people. I'm kidding. Not tens of millions of people have heard the story right now. So what happens if you see me at McDonald's with my kids? That happened one day. Really? And, oh yeah, my Sunday school teacher saw me with my kids at McDonald's and the reason I was at McDonald's and I kid you not at the time we, we were kind of broke. I was a student living on student loans. And, um, you know, for those of you who know what it's like doing that, especially as a, as adult married, it's tough. And so our fun, you know, our splurge was to go into McDonald's, let the kids play in the play area and I'd buy the the dollar toy. That was it, right? We never ate food ever. I haven't, again, I haven't eaten McDonald's. My kids don't even know what McDonald's tastes like at all. They have never had it. And so I'm at McDonald's and the Sunday school teachers was there and they looked at me like just clouds of judgment. (laughs) I was in line like, Eric, what are you doing here? I was like, hi, I'm getting the toy. Yeah, sure, Eric. Like I'm really only getting the toy for my kids so they could play and they love, you know, the little like balls, the plastic ball things. The kids love it. They still do. My daughter's 11. So anyway, accountability. You know, when you believe that what you're doing has spiritual ramifications, the thing is, not only am I accountable to people, but here's the key though. If you see your health as your duty to honor your God, your creator, when it's just you alone, are you going to self-medicate your depression? And I get it with that extra glass of wine and that extra chocolate. When you're by yourself on that business trip, Guys, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna put in that adult movie and just forget that you're married? What are you gonna do when you're you fill in the blank? Mm-hmm. When it comes to accountability, if we do not have that higher power, we're only left to our own devices. And it's been for me a saving grace. Like my grandma always said, she's Polish, boji groji, God is watching, right? Boji groji, God is watching. And it's a good thing though. It's a good thing. And it's kept me healthy, it's kept me honest. And it's been something that's driven me and my family to have a quite frank, unwavering lifestyle, where we're not even tempted. I'm not tempted to go back to cocaine. I'm not tempted to go back to Snickers. Interesting how I said that, though. Cocaine, Snickers in the same sentence? Yeah, because sugar is eight times more addictive than cocaine. It's been proven, right? So I look, and don't get me, you're going to get me preaching here, but I look at what all that we have available to us, Whether it's in the air, the body care products, whether it's the food, the drinks, whatever the things that I watch, either it's good or it's bad. And if something's good, right? If something's good, well, that's in my okay bucket. I'm going to consume that in moderation. But if something's bad, that's in my no-no bucket. I'm not going to consume it. Mm -hmm. So this all things in moderation mentality. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Yeah. It should be all good things in moderation because, again, I was an addict. Just a little bit of cocaine, just a little bit, just a little bit of adultery, just a little bit of stealing, just a little bit of fill in the blank. Well, you're being excessive. Yeah, I am being excessive. And so is cancer. And so is diabetes and so heart, And so when we look at coronavirus today, when we're doing this interview in late April, what is the now number one cause and risk factor of coronavirus? Chronic disease. And we're right. looking at all the different people that are, now we're starting to get real data. 90 plus percent of all people dying of coronavirus have a pre-existing condition, such as hypertension, high blood pressure, high blood sugar, kidney disease, liver damage, chronic pulmonary destructive disorder, chronic disease. Yeah. We're in the situation we are in because of chronic disease, which right, exactly. is preventable.
1: Yeah. People are dying with coronavirus, not necessarily from coronavirus. It's a big difference. Absolutely. And there's the difference in how outcomes are in the U.S. compared to other countries. We have so much more chronic disease than many other countries do.
0: Yeah. And that's why Italy got hammered because mm-hmm. of their high rate of smoking and their high rate of chronic disease, especially heart disease and other issues. And yeah. so, you know, the thing is, this whole thing became overwhelming. I mean, just, just, I'll I'll be real with y'all. Like, you know, it was hard to now like overnight have to homeschool four kids. It was hard. It was hard not being able to go work out with my personal trainer and my buddies and go play beach volleyball like I do every week. Yeah. It was hard to have my whole world. And again, okay, you know, whatever. I still got a job because I work from home and I'm grateful, but it was so hard. You know what the hardest thing though was beside the minor inconveniences was, feeling like I couldn't do anything about it right? out right. of my control. Yeah, I could pray and I'm not discounting prayer. We need to pray. Please pray for your leaders and pray for everywhere and pray this mm-hmm. that this thing just stops. But when I became almost hopeless and I'll use that word hopeless that I could do anything about it. That's when I started getting woken up in the middle of the night. I couldn't go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. It was eating at me, aching at me. And then after really just praying and praying and fasting about like what am I supposed to do? That's where this idea came. Like, you know what? Do what you know what to do. I'm not, you know, as handy with my hands as some people are. So I'm not the person, you know, to make something for somebody. I'm the one, like, I'm pretty good with this online thing. And I gotta, you know, I, I know how to do online events and I know how to, I'm pretty well connected. So I can get people that are of influence to come together to share their thoughts. And so that's where the idea came. Like, well, why why don't you do? an online event to help people
1: yeah
0: right and, and everyone's do at home
1: on their computers anyway or on their phones so it's yeah
0: captive audience right exactly but the thing is do what you know what to do and do what you're good at and that's kind of where I that's where my mindset was and, and so that's really what stemmed the coronavirus support series and for people that are listening that maybe you know if I say podcast, you're like, whoa, I have no idea where even to begin. Yeah, I get it. I was there a few years ago. But what are you good at? What are you passionate about? How are you able to help people? See, if we do not have an opportunity, an outlet to serve during this time, it's going to eat at our soul because you're just stuck. You're stuck literally in your home. Yeah. Doing what? Living for yourself? You know what you could do? Maybe you're an encourager. Like That's a gift. Oh. That's actually a biblical gift. Yep. What if you're an encourager, pick up the phone. Call someone that you haven't seen maybe or talked to in a while. Kind of do a little Facebook reconnaissance. Do a little research. What kind of posts are your friends sharing? Is it all doom and gloom, I'm afraid? Maybe pick up the phone and say, "Hey. How you doing?" Mm-hmm. Like little things that you wouldn't you would be surprised. Like, what if you're an artist? What if you're a musician? Do a free like Zoom class for people at your church, your community center, your kids' school. People are starving for an outlet right now to do anything. And with the gifts that we have and the ability to help people, it's this matter like we can get through this together. You know, I don't want to get into politics, I don't want to get into conspiracy theory. That is out of my control. But what is in my control is helping people Mm -hmm. and helping them get through this and thrive, not just survive and get through this by the skin of their teeth
1: yeah 100 percent. and i think this is such a huge blessing in disguise as we were talking about before we started recording that this is a, a worldwide reset button that just got hit pretty quick and and it had people who are so used to looking at themselves now look at others and go oh gosh even if i don't have symptoms i may be a risk to someone else so it's having people think outside of themselves and care for the elderly, which is, it's been a forgotten subset of the population, which is a beautiful shift. It's having people who are younger look at the elderly now, just taking responsibility because love your neighbor as yourself, right? That's, that is such a huge tenet to keep as a focus for how you live your life. So it's, it's a, it's a beautiful blessing in disguise. That's how I see
0: it. In a number of ways. And I'm glad you mentioned that about this social reset about people, I mean, stay at home, save lives. Now, we could argue that. I mean, we really could. We could argue shelter in place. We could argue the epidemiology behind quarantine. But like to validate what you just shared, the simple fact that people are foregoing their own pleasure in an attempt to help other people, mm-hmm. that's profound. It is. That's profound. And, and you know what? Let's, let's, let's take that one step further how are we going to get out of this situation or what are we going to end up looking like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, when this situation ends? And the reality is, and we know this, I mean, this is beyond, you know, a shadow of a doubt. We know shelter in place, social distancing is not going away before at least a vaccine comes out. I mean like almost every world organization, health organization type of atmosphere has confirmed that. So this is a new normal for us. What do you want your life to look like through this and after it? And one thing I'll never forget when I first started working with some cancer patients early on in my career was when one woman told me, and then it was one of many, but with the first woman that said cancer was the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. And that threw me through a loop. I almost didn't know how to respond. then she kind of quantified it for me. She goes, It gave me my health back, my business back, my marriage back, my relationships. I had no idea I was living such a toxic lifestyle. And so one by one by one, my marriage has never been better. My health has never been better. My business has never been more thriving. It was the reset button that I needed. Mm -hmm. And it's hard, like you mentioned, reset button. If we collectively look at this as the reset button, you know, there's a lot of little fun things that are coming out of this. Have you seen the reports of the Venice canals now beautiful blue lagoon type of color with dolphins now swimming in Venice? What? Like, yeah. I didn't see that. That's and what about, Exactly. What about Yosemite? Like four times as many bears now just enjoying Yosemite like without having to deal with the pollution and the overpopulation of people kind of not being so nice. Like just, mm. you know, nature is resetting itself. The air is cleaner. The water is being, you know, purified. It was like the earth was crying out and like, hey, we we need a pause. You know, in the Bible, there's a Sabbath and there's actually years like we, you know, like you're supposed to like, you know, farm your land six years and give it a year off. Like we've overrun everything, Mm. but we've also overrun our minds, our hearts, our souls, our spirits, more, more, push, push, more, more. And yes, the shock of having my children at home. I mean, again, I love my kids, but having, <laughs> trying to run my business. And I mean, we have 11, nine, seven, and a three-year-old. Like that's those, that's a busy, busy, yeah. busy age group to have all four children at home when I wasn't prepared for it. Again, I know people have been homeschooling. They homeschool more kids. I get that, but we weren't ready. But you know what? I love having my kids home mm-hmm. because right now I'm in my little basement studio doing my thing. I'll be done. I'll go upstairs and I'll kiss them all on their head. It's like I see them more. We get a chance to connect more. I take a 5, 10, 15-minute air break, and I'll go outside and take our shirts off, get some vitamin D, play catch, and then go back at it. What a wonderful experience. Yeah. You know, I'm more focused on enjoying this mm-hmm. and coming out of this. And by the way, I'm exercising and working out more than I ever have in my life. Same. Like, yes, yeah. I, I. You know, I, have you seen that meme? It's horrible. Of Barbie on the left, and then Barbie on the right, thirty pounds heavier with chocolate all over her face, like the COVID thirty. Have but you her heard about the COVID? Her
1: name's Carby. Her name's Carby, right? Oh,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you want to look like right. out of this, right? Maybe you walked into this situation and you hated your job. I've been there. Oh, I've hated my jobs in my mm-hmm. life. That's one reason why I own my own business. Been there. Well. I, it's hard to say, but you know what? One of the best things that happened to me professionally was getting fired from a job when I was relatively newlywed with a brand new baby on the way. And I was devastated because at the time, my wife decided, we decided that she wasn't going to go back to work. She was really focused on being a, a homemaker, and she just that was how she was raised. And she wanted to be home with the kids and garden and do her DIY, all the fun stuff. So she quits her job, and I lose my job like a month later. Wow. Devastating for a 27, 28 year old kid. Right. You know, but from that experience put me in a position where I actually ended up getting the best job of my life. Like my old, my last job, you couldn't get any better. It was the best I feel for where I was at Mm -hmm. professionally. You know, when you look at travesty, tragedy, things that happen, oftentimes God needs to free us from things to get us to where he wants us to be yeah and, and it's so hard to say i get it we've been on food stamps i understand what you know not abject poverty but i understand what what being broke's like you know when you come out of that you have much more of appreciation for just not money but for all the wonderful things that work can bring and work like we've seen the bible over and over again should be a blessing yeah. It is. It's a wonderful way to express yourself in a sense of accomplishment. Why are we talking about this? Well, if you lost your job, you have an opportunity now. Like, What are you going to do with it? You have an opportunity maybe to do something like you never thought you could or something that you've been putting on the side, maybe the thing in the back of your mind. Maybe this is the time to launch that business that you've always wanted to launch. Maybe it's time to I Y, Z. I don't know what the X, Y, Z is for you. But, you know, when we started interviewing people for our coronavirus support series, things like Dr. Debbie Silver started talking about maybe now's the time to make right the relationships that you've wronged, mm. right? Maybe now's the time to fix some stuff, to say, I'm sorry, ask for forgiveness. Maybe now's the time, you know, other business folks talked about maybe now's the time to to go ahead and, and, and make that investment or do whatever it is, whatever. Again, This is relative to who you are, to who I am. But I'm committed, and I call it the COVID challenge. I'm committed to coming out of this experience much better, more balanced, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, better off than what I was when I walked into it.
1: Yeah, 100%. I was talking with Kevin, my boyfriend, um, maybe a week or two ago, and we're just going, wow, we haven't had any processed food at all nothing from a restaurant except one Thai takeout order in like a good almost two months. And that was a big light bulb moment because I, yeah, I, I, tend to eat well, but I, I go to restaurants and order what I feel like is healthy, but who knows what kind of oils they're using. Exactly. I mean, that's the biggest thing, right? Exactly. And they're not using organic. It's probably some GMOs in there. No. And that was yeah. just, I mean, my body is feeling different. And I'm not doing a ton of exercise. I'm walking like one to three times a day. I'm doing Pilates in the morning, like maybe 10 to 30 minutes. Um, but my, I, I, it's noticeably different how I feel. And it's wonderful. Yeah. I'm loving cooking. It's so much fun.
0: You know, but that was your choice. You could have done, and it's unfortunate, and it's not a judgment, but it's a fact. Look at the grocery store. See what foods are empty. You know, when the, everyone like, went to hoard toilet paper, they also went to hoard processed frozen meals and yep. pizzas and all the produce was left <laughs> it isn't was that, like shocking Isn't that
1: interesting i know actually that's funny because when i go to the grocery store i'm like wow there's so much of abundance of what i need but that's exactly right is that because all the other ones people are hoarding in yeah. the middle of the grocery store
0: so you know kudos to you doc but you know for those of you listening if maybe you chose otherwise well today's a new day yeah i mean I don't know. I love going to sleep. I'll, actually, I love sleep. We need to mm-hmm. sleep. By the way, you need to sleep. Like, I bet you need to have good sleep, right? For your immune function, your mental health function. But you know what? When you wake up, it is a new day. It yeah. is a new lease on life. Like, I don't care how bad you screwed up yesterday. Get a good night's sleep. Hit it again and make it the best day ever. And it's 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 wild because your hormones balance in the middle of the night. Everything shifts. You know, the circadian rhythm with the melatonin and the serotonin, like there's a physiological response that allows you to wake up fresh, new. Okay. Don't allow yesterday's maybe mishaps or mistakes or things that you shouldn't have done affect today. Yeah. And that's a mentality. That we need to really be focusing on now. And going back from the experience that I've thrived through and survived, you know, when you're in this self destructive mode, it's like yesterday's mistakes feed on today's and it's perpetual. Mm-hmm. That's where addiction comes into play. It's like right. you feed off of the negativity, you feed off of the failure. And, and it's something that's reliable, it's something that's predictable, and it's comfortable. It's just like why so many people stay in an abusive relationship. We all know it. We all say it. Get out of there. He's treating you like crap. But guess what happens? You're stuck. You feel like you're stuck. Guess what? You're not stuck. You're not stuck. You're, you're only stuck because you want to be stuck. That's a revelation. Mm-hmm. And if you walk into this now, listening to this and go to bed and like, you know what? I'm not stuck. Going to bed. And I can't tell you how many people we've interviewed. You know, a lot of these things, again, this coronavirus support series, interviewing people about business and finance and health and just giving people tools to thrive, not just survive during this time. The common theme we're getting from like so many folks, even health, non-health, mental health, whatever, is gratitude and, and having a gratitude journal. How many people that are thriving in this time, how, one, how are they thriving? How are they getting through this time? Is because they're grateful for what they have. And they are intentional to have a positive mindset and they've trained and they are training their minds to follow a certain pattern. So I guarantee you there's something to be thankful for. Oh, I mean, at the, you have breath in your lungs. Yeah. That's enough, right? I mean, I'll get it cliche. No, literally, if you have food, you're well off more than half the world's population. right?
1: Exactly. Now. If you got clean water, you're, you're doing pretty, pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah. Whenever I'm filling in the dumps, I go on what I call a gratitude rampage and I'll just thank you for this. Thank you for that. Thank you for this. And it could be as simple as my elbows. Thank you for my fingernails. Thank you for whatever. And I just keep doing it until I feel that dark cloud clear. And sometimes it takes a minute. Sometimes it takes a few minutes, but it works every time, hundred percent of the time.
0: You know, what shifts. It shifts your mindset. It actually shifts your physiology, where you start to produce the hormones and you start to like rewire what's happening in your mind yeah. through neuroplasticity. Like, there's actually a lot of science behind this. It's just not hocus pocus. And and you know, there's actually a spiritual mandate too, depending on your your persuasion of of what religion or faith. But you know, gratitude and thankfulness is, is a big part. Of Faith as well, and having hope, but you know the thing is, like me, I had my 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 moment where I was kind of like hopeless, I was like angry, I okay. was like, i don't know what to do. you know those those are moments that we need to propel us to get to where we need to go. I mean, take depression a moment of depression, take a moment of sorrow, a moment of anxiety as a catalyst, not a not as a excuse to be stuck in a situation, and so You know, it's easier said than done when someone's stuck in a one bedroom apartment in New York City. Again, ground zero, right? Stuck. Like, what are you supposed to do? Like, I get it. I get it. It's, but what if, what if you chose to take control of the narrative for your own life? And you'll start to see that many people are. And it's not as hard as you might think.
1: Yeah. And then it can improve. Just even having that realization, it can and it will improve. That shifts the outlook. Just that. Before we started recording, you talked about the food chain breaking. Can we, can we touch on that a little bit? How that's an opportunity for us to get our power back?
0: Um, you know, I'll never forget one, one of my wife's oldest friends. She, she's an interesting gal. I'm not going to name her because I don't want to embarrass her, but she's that (laughs) gal. She's that gal. Like she, she is, you know, the Bible calls them a Proverbs 31 woman. Like she is, she'll figure out how to make 10 bucks out of a penny. She's that gal. She's a smart real estate agent, investor. You know, she would buy things at the Goodwill and then sell them on eBay for like 10 times. That kind of, Really, really smart, right? I'll never forget when she bought land in Costa Rica like 15 years ago and then she bought like hundreds of pounds of seeds like why like it wasn't a bad time you know it was before any kind of recession it was you know like what's going on she goes i want my power i want my power back and she realized that every single aspect of her life was provided to her from what xyz big pharma big ag big whatever you know big big (laughs) big gov. So she started single-handedly, one by one by one, making her own stuff, growing her own stuff, and, just, and she said, though, that she used that phrase, I'm getting my power back. And I never thought about how disempowering it is to not do anything for yourself.
1: Right. And
0: the reality is, you know, unlike our grandparents, who I'm old enough to have grandparents that did most of their stuff on their own, you know, especially my great grandparents, it is very disempowering to not know how to care for yourself. And that's really what's happened. Like people, in my book, in my, my healing power of essential oils, I, I have a quote from a Medscape article and this doctor talks about, he's an emergency room doc and he talks about like 80% of all the visits that he gets, people have no business coming in the hospital for that stuff. He, go, he mentions things like nausea, sprains, fevers abrasions stuff that we should be able to handle on our own and yeah. he goes this is that the majority of the people are asking for drugs and antibiotics and so what happened where we lost touch of our ability to take care of ourselves and going back to the food chain supply right now like tyson and the chairman and you know i mean today literally just an hour ago trump or the headlines are saying Trump to soon announce order that no meat manufacturers can close because meat manufacturers are closing. It's absolutely shut down our supply chain. We're going to have like meat shortages throughout the country in a matter of days. And so why? Because people are freaked out. They're not working And the same thing. And what's happening right now are millions of cattle, pigs and chickens are being slaughtered like wasted. Cause they're, they're, they're they're euthanizing, they're killing babies. They're aborting. And the problem is what do you do when you have all this livestock? What do you do when you have all this and you cannot process it? It's actually a problem and it's costing them more money in feed than what they can handle. And so milk is just being like thrown away because milk's going bad. Meat's going bad. Greens and vegetables are going bad. Wow. We do not know the long-term effects, at least the next three to six months effects of what's happening when you don't let people work. right? Mm -hmm. And so what about kind of shifting the narrative a little bit and taking this as a wake-up call to seeing how woefully reliant we have become on everyone else to take care of almost everything for us. And so, and again, it's easier said than done, but I'm telling you, even a one-bedroom city apartment in New York, you could still get a tower garden Right. And you could still get enough fruits and veggies from that little tower garden to give you some side dishes for, you know, a couple of months. I mean, it, you don't have to have a huge farm or a big backyard to have a big old garden of things. There's something about being able to go grow something, pick it, consume it, realizing it came from your hands.
1: I know it's, it's the an- coolest. I, I don't have a huge garden at my house, but I have this gorgeous lemon tree and it's just, it just creates so much joy to go pick my lemon off and- do my lemon zest and skin are Meyer lemons. So they're just so juicy, but it's, it's a very empowering feeling. And that's really why I went to medical school is because I, I didn't want to feel like a victim to medicine. I was like, I got to go, I got to learn this myself. So I have my power to protect my family, protect myself.
0: So how far are you willing to take it? You know, are you willing now to look at your life and be like, okay, I know for example, that this body care might not be the best for me. The phthalates and the fragrances and the parabens. Like this is what I do. Me personally, I'm talking, you know, air care. It's what I do for a living. Like I help people see the problem of the poison that's in the chemicals and how to like DIY it. You know, so let's say you take it to another level. Let's say, you know what? Okay, I get it. Start with a little bit of food. Let's start with a little bit of body care. Let's start with a little bit of you know, hand sanitizer. You want to know what's crazy? You know how easy it is to make hand sanitizer? I mean, it's insanely easy. You get the highest proof alcohol that you could possibly get at the store. Ever clear if you're in America. I know it's illegal in Canada. But get some high proof grade alcohol. Put several drops of essential oils in it. Done. I mean, done. Easy. Peasy. That's it. And people rushing the stores for the stuff that's filled with triclosan, neurotransmitter-disrupting chemicals that have been linked to autoimmunity, Alzheimer's, dementia, and cancer, and hoarding the stuff when all you need, A, you don't need it. That's a whole nother topic. A, you don't need it. But B, if you wanted it, it's so cheap and easy to do on your own. Mm -hmm. And just think about what happened. And and so I look at this as a wake-up call. And it's really, really fun to do your own stuff. And looking at a child, you know, we, we had a flat t- in my, my car. Just yesterday, we had a flat tire in my car. We a nail in my, t- my car, and I had my boys come out like, hey, help daddy change the flat tire. It's pretty cool for a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old to help their daddy change a flat tire. And,
1: totally.
0: And the empowerment that they got, that they feel that they can fix all cars now, right? <laughs> they can do anything. Like the car already goes up and they know what to do. They, they, they change the flat tire with daddy. But it's about starting young, especially if you had children, giving them an opportunity. And we interviewed Katie Kimball. I interviewed Katie Kimball for, for this coronavirus support series that talk, and she talks all about cooking with kids. Like that's her brand cooking with kids and I'm th- like how cool is it we should that. be bringing our kids in the kitchen with us to cook with us and it's fun it's empowering but guess what for all of the millions of families that are homeschooling guess what cooking is science class it's math class you know you're doing conversions and ratios and you're looking hey look at this liquid turning into a solid once it's in the oven right chemical processes it's fun it's exciting so all this le- these little cool things but you know what we're leaving the legacy that you can do anything yeah, and you are worthwhile.
1: I love it. It's coronavirussupportseries.com. It's totally free, no registration required. Who are the different guests or what type of topics do you provide on that?
0: Well, I'll tell you one thing we don't talk about on purpose. We're not talking about 10 essential oils to cure coronavirus. We don't talk about that stuff. and There's a reason. We're, we took a different approach. My, my co-host, Wendy Myers, and I, we do have a little bit of health, like immune-boosting stuff, but we are covering topics that are exceptionally relevant to helping people thrive In this time not just survive so we have everyone from veterinarians talking about what to do with their pets like home care but also how to prep to copywriters professional business people talking about okay you want to start a business here's where you start you know people like how to exercise at home how to garden how to pantry real estate finance right there's some things to think about like what's happening right now like what to do but you know a lot of folks that we've been sharing the underlying thing is a lot of it is mindset and we're trying to help people with that mindset, get people out of the fear mode and how to circuit break stress. So it's a wonderful, wonderful cornucopia of different topics and we hope and pray from the feedback people have been really empowered by it, but you know, you're going to get some ideas and you're going to get some really cool thoughts and what to do you know even how to start making a dollar and by the way we don't push network marketing so it's not like joiner our, our, our multi-level marketing company this is like legit okay you have a skill what do you do with it how do you put this thing online fun stuff like that fun necessary it's exciting because we have collectively the solutions i believe to all the problems that we're facing
1: yeah it's wonderful i'm looking here on the site a lot of people who we've had on the show, guys, like JJ Virgin, James Maskell, uh, Dr. Christina bjorndahl who was just recently on, um, beyond the bipolar label, a lot of people, it's wonderful. And you just go on the website and they're all, it's all just right there. So you don't have to sign up, give your email or anything. You just, just play, play the content. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Snyder, Marisa Snyder. She's a really good friend of mine. That's wonderful. Thanks for doing all of this. It's a lot of time and effort you guys put into it, but it's such a wonderful, um, just labor of love.
0: Thank you. And, you know, a big thanks to our sponsors who helped fund this because there's no monetization. We're not making any money at all. Mm -hmm. And just a huge thanks to all of them, um, who, who just wanted to propel this vision because we need to give and more than than ever, we're, we as a collective need to be giving to each other to get through this situation.
1: Yeah, we're all in this together. I love it. No matter if rich or poor, we're all in the same boat, <laughs> which is nice to kind of level the playing field a bit and have us look at each other as brothers and sisters mm-hmm. going through this. So, Doc, thank you for being my guest. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for all the work you do and being an example as a father, as a husband, as a doctor, as a doctor who weaves his faith into it, and it's not something that you hide. I think that's really admirable and very praiseworthy. And I just thank you for everything that you do. Well,
0: thank you. I really appreciate appreciate the opportunity, and I look forward to hearing what your listeners have to say about our our little event. And um, keep, you know, we plan on keeping on going here. This is. This is, it, it's called the support series for a reason. We're really trying to line up interviews, even for the upcoming couple, several weeks to couple months to help people through the shelter in place and the quarantine and then thrive during the new normal. So let us know your thoughts and and, and give us some good ideas and maybe some referrals to other people that we should interview. We have about a hundred in the hopper already. And so we're going to be layering them out as, as they get processed from the, yeah. you know. Yeah, and, and share it with things.
1: people. If you guys see a topic that can help someone, you know, spread the word.
0: Please. Thank Not you. Helping
1: each other. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dr. Lowe Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And for more after the show, you can head over to drlowshow.com where you can find the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with all your friends. And please head over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review and leave a comment. I read each and every one and they warm my heart. Thank you so much again for joining us. I promise to keep bringing you fun, inspiring, empowering content. Until next time, lots of love, and I'll talk to you soon.